It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're all family here. We always invite family in, especially when it comes to this. The Freddie Harry call in line at 888-729-3776. Give us the one thing your NFL team needs to do to be better next season, whether it's getting to a Super Bowl, getting to the playoffs, not stink as bad as your team stunk in 2023. Whatever that is, give us the one thing your NFL team needs to do to get better next season. We'll take your calls to Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776, because plenty of teams make coaching moves, Harry, that are going to be designed to make them better. And everybody went that young route. I put Jim Harbaugh on the young route as well. Yep. I know he's 60, but when you're around the college kids – and you have that kind of, this is going to be a day unlike any in the history of time. Who has it better than us? Nobody. He's going to be a young 60-year-old taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. But what has been the biggest coaching move so far this off season? I can go two ways with, with this. First, okay. I'm going to say Jim Harbaugh. Okay. Um, being able to be paired up with Justin Herbert. And trying to see where his career can go from here. I thought that was the best thing that could have happened for his career moving forward. And I expect him because everything's not going to be on his shoulders, right? Mm -hmm. With a Jim Harbaugh offensive system, we expect those guys to be balanced through and through. Um, They have some pieces on the offensive line. They have some skill position players. I think Jim Harbaugh being a former quarterback in the National Football League and playing the position in college him and Justin Herbert will be able to uh, relate to one another on a different level. Right. But also, I think the simple fact that the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. is still jobless at the moment. Yeah, that's my biggest coaching move so far this season. A move that did not happen regarding Bill Belichick. If you had told me once this coaching carousel was done that Bill Belichick would be closer to doing games on TV or talking about games on TV and not being with an NFL franchise, I'd have said, wait a minute, someone's going to pull that trigger. Someone's going to take that slot machine and, and, you know, hope comes up three cherries when it comes to Bill Belichick. And it did not happen, which could make things even worse for players and teams that are on the hot seat because that name is out there when it comes to Bill Belichick. Don't take my word for it. Check out what Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL reporter, had to say on Unsportsmanlike this morning with Evan Cohen, Chris Canty, and Michelle Smallman. I do think that there will be situations this year where coaches either appear to be or are in trouble and that and that his presence will loom over those situations. Yes, because I, I, I think if he does want back in in 2025, and indications are that he probably will, this year kind of gives him the opportunity to kind of work behind the scenes a little bit, right? Um, it's, not, um, it's not tampering for a team to talk to a coach that's not under contract. So, you 
you know, he could theoretically get in the ear of an owner or two and say, hey, if you're thinking about making a move. And, and again, I'm not trying to cast aspersions. I'm just saying that's how these things work sometimes. It's mm-hmm. possible he decides he doesn't want to go back. It's possible he waits till the end of the year. But I do think to the extent that we talk about these things, uh, his presence will definitely loom over all of the coaching hot seat discussions next season. So well, if you're the Cowboys, if you're the Giants, if you're the Eagles, there you go. and you're those head coaches, if you're potentially Buffalo. If you're potentially the New York Jets, he would love nothing better. An organization he can't stand but go there and beat the Patriots. Yep. If you're a guy in the hot seat, that specter of the big bad Belichick will be looming over your franchise if you do not have a good season or at least a good start to the season. So, Freddie, those are the teams that I actually had, and I add one more to it, the Saints. Uh, ah, okay. Even though it's deep in the south and down right. there in New Orleans, mm-hmm. but that's another team, right? They, okay. they have some playmakers down there. Also, they have some defensive pieces for Dennis Allen to have the team that he had in the roster that he had last season, for them not to make the playoffs, that was an epic fail in my opinion. It okay. really was uh-huh. uh, because of the roster that they actually constructed and what they actually had to work with. But as you mentioned, the, the Giants, Saints, Cowboys, Eagles, Jets, Bills, mm-hmm. you better be on top of it now because yeah. Bill Belichick is going to be sitting on those sidelines with his feet kicked up, ready to go implement. And, and, and these and these organizations, I would say the Giants would be in desperation, right? Uh, yes. The Jets would be in desperation. Uh-huh. Now, the other ones, I wouldn't say desperation. Right. But Bill Belichick, uh, those other three I just named, mm-hmm. hey, give me what I want. I'm glad you mentioned New Orleans for this reason. Not because if it's going to be a fit, not going to be a fit. I would pay anything to see Bill Belichick having a po' boy, having some gumbo, <laughs> having some okra. Some beignets. Some beignets. I would pay anything. Just see Bill Belichick at a crawfish boil, hanging out with people. Can, can, can you imagine one of those ladies coming up to Bill Belichick? What's up, baby? Uh, or speaking Geechee, which I think is a combination <laughs> of three different languages. Yeah. And he's just sitting there instead of trying to decipher it while eating gumbo. I'd give any amount of money in your wallet to make sure that would happen for him to go to New Orleans and coast the Saints and have Bill Belichick, the anti-New Orleans type guy, in that voodoo where they do when it comes to New Orleans. I want that to happen now. What's up, baby? And Bill just looking like, me? You're calling me baby? I'm baby? (laughs) She's not calling you baby, Bill. That's how they talk down there. Lil Wayne shows up, all hell breaks loose. (laughs) (laughs) Juvenile gets back together, all hell breaks loose with Bill Belichick. your name is Juvenile, right? What's that song again? Explain to me, back that ass up. Could you explain that to me? <laughs> what exactly do you mean by back it up? <laughs> Trombo Shorty shows up out of nowhere. What are the horns doing here in practice? <laughs> Call, call security. Where's security at? I said practice was closed today. <laughs> it's the dirty South, Bill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get used to it. You're going, I, want, I want that to happen now. Not trying to run Dennis Allen out of there. I want that to happen now. If, if Bill Belichick can fulfill any hot seat coaching opening, I want that one to be open in New Orleans just to be there for the first press conference. I got another one. Where the Neville brothers show up. 
<laughs> Papa John Creech, all those people, Buckwheat Zydeco. <laughs> What's that dance that the LSU Tigers did at the White House? What do they mean by get the gat? Kim Bulky's, Kim get Bulky, the gat. Kim Bulky shows up in her outfits, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> Bill ain't gonna no way here to mind in New Orleans. Oh, man. God. I got tears in my eyes right now, man. I want to see that. I'm glad you mentioned I want to see that now. There are people in my street dancing. They said something about second lining. Why did they have out umbrellas? What is this Mardi Gras? <laughs> uh, there are beads being thrown at me. Why doesn't she have a shirt on? Oh, my God. It's we, all right, Bill. Just could, use your eyes, baby. We could do this all day. Bill Belichick in New Orleans. When does that 30 for 30 happen <laughs> as far as that goes? Oh, my goodness. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. We gave you our thoughts on the biggest coaching move so far this offseason. And then it just went haywire when Harry Douglas said, hey, how about Bill Belichick in New Orleans? What could possibly go wrong? Doug in North Carolina, what do you got to say about the biggest coaching move so far this offseason in the NFL? Well, here's what I think. I'm a Bears fan. And I think what we need to do is find Doc Brown and his DeLorean with that flux capacitor, <laughs> go back in time, fire Eberflus, and hire Jim Harbaugh like we should have done to start with. <laughs> When you can use movie quotes to make your point, I'm in as far as that goes. Who's the president of the United States? Ronald Reagan. The actor. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's who I actually thought. I thought the Bears should have went after Jim Harbaugh. I really did. Uh-huh. They okay. drafted him. Um, you know, he, he he played there. He's a quarterback. And you're, you're going to take a quarterback, number one overall, in my opinion. That's going to be Caleb uh, uh, Williams. So why not get someone to coach him up? No doubt about that. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Give us the one thing your NFL team needs to do to get better next season. From my standpoint now, hey, Saints, hi, Bill Belichick, so we can have so much fun in the offseason leading into the season. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. I'm going to ask Harry that question about his Falcons, and I'll answer that question about one of my teams, the New York Jets. But, Corey, in Virginia, give us the one thing your NFL team needs to do to get better next season. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. Well, I think that we should hire uh, Belichick. If bring him out of retirement, whatever we need to do. But um, we need a coach that has a viable chance to win. Um, I don't think that there are too many out there in the pool. Secondly, we need to get our defense together. We, we made some terrible moves as far as defense is concerned. Um, in my opinion, I think uh, we should have got rid of every defect that we had and just replaced them with some maybe some high school players. I don't know, but we we burnt by everybody. Corey Virginia with two levels deep. He didn't say like get rid of guys in no. free agency. He went beyond college to high school. That's how bad the secondary was for Washington last year. Now, I'll say about Washington, and when they traded away Chase Young, of course his contract's going to be up, and Montez Sweat and basically said, hey. We have so much uh, money invested into mm-hmm. Jonathan Allen yep. and also Deron Payne at our defensive tackle position. We can't have four guys on our defensive line making crazy money. Absolutely. Um, now, the chess piece when it comes to the commanders, do you bring in a defensive guy to fix that defense or do you hire an offensive guy 
because you have the number two overall pick and you're going to take a quarterback there, you want to make sure that quarterback is getting coached properly Absolutely. across the board. So that's really the, the, the cat and mouse game when it comes to the commanders right now at this moment, in my opinion. It's going to be very interesting who they hire as their head coach and then who they take with the second pick of the draft because you're right, Caleb Williams is going number one to the Chicago Bears. If you're going to take a quarterback at number two, are you taking Jaden Daniels of LSU on the Heisman Trophy or you're taking Drake May of North Carolina? Before last season... Drake may automatic number two at the Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Now it's not so automatic anymore the way Jaden Daniels played winning a Heisman Trophy and doing all of that with LSU in the Southeastern Conference. Nick in Canada, what's the one thing your NFL team needs to do to get better next season, my friend? Uh, yeah, Detroit fan, I don't think it's a big secret, but uh, we need a starting DB, man. You look at the uh, the first game against the Rams in the playoffs, Puka Nakua cooked us. Uh, the second game against the Bucks, Mike Evan cooked us. And then later on in that game, uh, weird bounces and all. I guess I was cooking us too. But, uh, yeah, we tried to sign Mosley and Sutton in the offseason. And, uh, obviously, Mosley got hurt, I think, the first week. And Sutton just isn't the number one guy. I think if they can just uh, build that up, then they could be lights up next year. Yeah, I think that's another a strong area where mm-hmm. Detroit has to get better, right, is being able to defend the pass in their corners, being able to play press coverage and also being able to play off coverage, right. doing a lot of different things on the football field. You need versatile guys that can move around too. You have a number one wide receiver. See if you can get a guy that can follow a number one wide receiver so you can shut that guy down because there are times where the pass rush of the Detroit Lions, yeah. they weren't getting home. Right, and absolutely. the pass rush and your secondary, those two things go hand in hand. Yeah, I think Brian Branch can help them. I think maybe he's more of a safety than a cornerback. So, so he's more so, a, like you mentioned, safety, yeah. box guy. Nickel right. guy, exactly. I, I wouldn't put him out there on them edges no, with the big boys. No, not at all. Because when they brought him on those slot corner blitzes, especially that one game against Tampa Bay, where he was able to get that kind of pressure, that's where he's better suited, in my opinion. Yep. If you can make him like a free safety or a strong safety, then get corners in the outside, then all of a sudden, exponentially, your secondary is going to be better. And in that division, when you got Justin Jefferson, still the Minnesota Vikings, and Kirk Cousins coming back. And the Green Bay Packers, those young All those guys? young squires with Jordan Love, no question about that. And the Chicago Bears get DJ a quarterback. Moore. Yeah, if DJ Moore, if they draft Caleb Williams, and maybe they draft Marvin Harrison Jr., those are two wide receivers you got to deal with. It could be very formidable for your defensive backfield if you don't have the right kind of pieces that could potentially be very, very up against it for your defense in the NFC North. Jeff in California, give us the one thing your NFL team needs to do to get better in 2024. Yes, I'm a diehard Eagles fan. I have been my whole life. I really, really think Jalen Hurts ain't it, even though the guy squats a quarter of a million pounds. (laughs) Um, Also, we need an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and possibly a new head coach. He wants everybody gone. Well, they just hired (laughs) a new offensive coordinator. I don't think he cares. Kellen Moore is the guy now. Vic Fangio is the defensive coordinator now. He doesn't care. He wants everybody gone. Coach. I, I honestly don't think Jalen Hurts is the problem. Um, now, did he play better than he did in 2022? No. Did he have more turnovers this year? Yes, he did. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I believe an offensive coordinator's job is to be entwined with your quarterback. Absolutely. And your job is to also put him in the best positions possible, like I always say, to succeed. I don't feel like that was the case mm-hmm. when it came to the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't even know what their offensive identity was this season. Well, whatever Kellen Moore is going to bring to the table, he better bring that. Yep. Because at times, he had trouble establishing an offensive identity when he's in charge of the offense with the Dallas Cowboys because he was supposed to be that next boy wonder to be a head coach in the National Football League as that mm-hmm. offensive mastermind. And then it didn't work well in Dallas towards the end. We saw Mike McCarthy do that offense. 
that was more of an indictment on Kellen Moore, what the Cowboys did until they played that playoff game against the Green Bay Packers, and he didn't exactly light it up when he became the OC of the Los Angeles Chargers. So whatever he's going to bring to the table of Jalen Hurts, you're right, Harry, he better bring the eye for that team, meaning offensive identity. If he can't do that, then Nick Sirianni and Kellen Moore and a bunch of other people won't be long in Philadelphia when it's all said and done. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. It's part of your exit interview for your NFL team. Give us the one thing your NFL team needs to do to get better next season. If I ask Harry Douglas that about his Atlanta Falcons, what's the one thing they need to do to get better next season? Quarterback position. The quarterback position, it, it was so inconsistent the last two years um, that it really hurt this football team. And I thought the Atlanta Falcons actually could have made the playoffs the last two years. But the mistakes at the quarterback position, uh, you're in the tight red zone, you'll have interceptions or guys are wide open in the missed throws and overthrows and that whole ordeal. Right. If they're able to be stable mm-hmm. at QB, the Atlanta Falcons, they have a chance. All you yeah. got to do is get in the dance. Oh, there you go. And it's not that far away. They're not like far, far like other teams Mm-mm. that are trying to do that in the National Football League. As far as the New York Jets are concerned, they need another offensive mind to go to Nathaniel Hackett and have that person call plays because that offense was so suited and booted for Aaron Rodgers that they were very rigid when they tried to incorporate somebody else when he got injured four plays in to, for the New York Jets last year. Even if he is going to be back, you need to have more offensive creativity. It can't just be on the shoulders or in the hands of Aaron Rodgers. And it's not to say he doesn't know what he's doing. But another set of eyes, I think, not named Nathaniel Hackett, would do that Jets offense and Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and fix that offensive line, would do them and Aaron Rodgers a lot more good, not just having Nathaniel Hackett. He wants to oversee things fine. I think they need a different pair of eyes to be in charge of the offense and run that offense of 21st century football. That's going to make things better for him and the New York Jets and the organization as a whole. Francisco in Texas, what is the one thing your NFL team needs to do to get better next season? Hey, guys, uh, long-time fan. You guys are great. Thank you. Uh, hilarious today. Um, but I'm a Niners fan, and if we don't win February 11th, Shanahan's got to go. We got to change him out. Balachek's sitting right there. We got to go get We got to go get Balachek, man. Shanahan's had too long to, to try to prove himself and hasn't done anything yet. Because um, if we don't got a ring, we don't have anything. So he's going to have to go if they don't win it next uh, a couple weekends here. I'm speechless. I really am. The standard is the standard. But check this out. I just sat up here a few segments ago and talked about the offensive systems that are in the National Football League, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all do know Kyle Shanahan tells John Lynch what to do, right? Just, just so people understand. Y'all do know Kyle Shanahan tells John Lynch what to do. John Lynch, the general manager, follows the orders of Kyle Shanahan. Yes. Which so, is not the first time that's happened. So if y'all think – that Kyle Shanahan is going to be gone after this year in San Francisco mm-hmm. because they lose a Super Bowl. Think, about, Listen to what I'm saying, because they uh, lose a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get the it. last time they did that, remember it was Jim Harbaugh as the head coach. And you remember the hell the team had to go through, that organization had to go through yeah. before they got Shanahan again? They, the four out of the last five years of San Francisco 49ers, they won at least 10 games. Four out of the last five years. Out of those four times they made the playoffs, twice they made the Super Bowl. If Jimmy Garoppolo makes one throw in the Super Bowl, we're not having this conversation about Shanahan being ringless when it comes to the 49ers head coach. And last year, you, you can't win a championship game. Both your quarterbacks get knocked out. Can I, can I bring this up, too? Have at it. They lost the first time against – what was the name of that quarterback again? 
That, that Patrick to, Mahomes guy. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Who, that, mm. that we keep talking about that's trying to be the GOAT. Yeah. Who's here? Who, who do they play? He's here. Who do they play this time around again? Kansas City Chiefs. And he's here again. Mm, yes. Mm. Y'all, please don't do this. Don't do this, please. It's okay if they do that. We're just here to bring some reality okay, okay. to the situation. That's how we get big in the community. We try to make sure that the community is helped and they can help themselves going forward. Yes, yes. We're all about being, we're all about being public service messengers. We're informing y'all. Absolutely. On why we don't think that. That's, yes. That should go down like right. that. Right. We're PSIs, public service informants. That's where we come in. That's what we're here to do as far as that goes. Keep weighing in. By the way, Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto, and you can save when you bundle. You can do that by getting a quote at Progressive.com. Keep weighing in. We're doing an excellent interview involving your NFL teams. We want you to give, you, give us the one thing your NFL team needs to do to get better next season. And if we don't like it, we're going to tell it. 888-729-3776, say espn Your calls are next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It is the Wednesday group with known as Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Everything's going to be all right when it comes to your NFL team. We need to find out how can you make it all right by giving us the one thing your NFL team needs to do to get better next season. Now, Harry Douglas says his Atlanta Falcons, y'all got to find yourself a quarterback. Not today, yesterday, to make sure he doesn't go through what his team and he went through in 2023. One of my teams is the New York Jets. They need another pair of eyes when it comes to the offense to make things better. Not in spite of Nathaniel Hackett, instead of Nathaniel Hackett. I'll give you the one thing the Cowboys better do to get better next season. But let's hear from you at 888-729-3776. Speaking of Texas, Daniel lives there. Daniel, who's your NFL team? And give us the one thing they need to do to get better next season. Hey, how's it going, guys, man? Long-time fan. You guys got the best show on radio, man. Thank you, brother. Um, You also got the best uh, playlist when it comes to music, man. 
And I don't know how many times I've had to grab my phone to be able to Shazam a, a song you guys are playing. <laughs> but um, by yeah, the man. by the uh, way, Daniel on Twitter, Coleman ESPN and H Dogs eighty three. We put the playlist for each and every hour of songs that we come back from commercial with, so you can always look that up if, in case you don't know what a song is, oh, okay? okay? Yeah, I'm here for you. Okay. Yeah, man, so my, my team uh, is the Raiders, a longtime Raiders fan. Um, so this offseason, man, we need an OC, and I'm hoping it's going to be Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know what you guys' thoughts are on that. And then we need a quarterback to be able to compete with those two dogs in, in the AFC West, man. And uh, I have two questions for y'all. Mm-hmm. Who would y'all pick with the 13th overall pick? Would you try to go for a quarterback, or would you try to trade away somebody like Devontae Adams to be able to move up and go for a better better quarterback and better pick? Ooh, That's a good um, question. That's a really good question. If you're trading Devontae, if you're going to move up, I think you need to move up to at least two. I don't see the Washington Commanders giving you that mm-hmm. second overall pick because they need a franchise changer and a quarterback. Right. I honestly don't see the New England Patriots doing it either because they need that franchise changer at the quarterback position as well. So now you have to start looking at the other guys, a Michael Penix Jr., a Bo Nix, mm-hmm. and which one of those guys you could potentially get. So if right. you're the Raiders, you say to yourself, do we potentially move backwards? Exactly. Or yeah. do we go with the best available at 13? Because if you don't feel like a quarterback is slotted at 13 on your draft board, mm-hmm. I don't believe you should just draft that guy then. Yeah, no doubt about that because we know Caleb Williams is going number one. Drake made Jaden Daniels more than likely going in the top 10. So potentially maybe a J.J. McCarthy could be there if you think you should value him at number 13 pick. You mentioned Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr. I can't pick J.J. at 13. I'm with you. But I could see somebody maybe thinking about that because you got a brand-new coach in Antonio Pierce. You bring the right kind of offensive coordinator. We know his skill set will transfer, in my opinion, to the National Football League. The question is, do you value him that highly with a 13th pick? And that's a question that the Las Vegas Raiders with Antonio Pierce and a new GM are going to have to answer. If they, like you mentioned, Harry, either you go big and trade up into the top three or you trade down, knowing you get any one of the quarterbacks you mentioned a little bit lower in the first round of the draft. And if you take a guy like J.J. McCarthy, you have to understand the type of offensive system that he was in in college. They were balanced. So are you right. re-signing Josh Jacobs? Mm-hmm. What are you doing at the running back position? Who, who are you going to go with moving forward in, in those regards as well? So all those dots got to be connected before you take a quarterback mm-hmm. At 13 in J.J. McCarthy, in my opinion. Even with Josh Jacobs still there? Even though he was no, on the end of your No, if Josh Jacobs is still there, because he was franchise tag. He was a franchise tag. Okay. Yeah, so he – Right. I think they could, they could potentially franchise him again, in which I don't know why they would do that. I mean, it makes sense from an ownership perspective, but if I'm Antonio Pierce, I want yeah. Josh Jacobs on my football team. Yeah, well, Tom Telesco is in charge of the general manager, and he does have an affinity for running backs, but not paying running backs. Mm-hmm. Ask Austin Eckler about that when those two are together in Los Angeles. Marvin in North Carolina, give us the one thing your NFL team needs to do to get better next season. We got the Carolina Panthers. I need you guys to come down here and buy them out. Hostile takeover, something or other. We got to have another owner. He's killing us. Well, Harry wants him to stay as the owner. That helps your Falcons. Yeah, I don't have no problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's like, no, let him stay. <laughs> if you're the Carolina Panthers, when you have that kind of money, you have an owner that makes knee-jerk reactions or knee-jerk decisions like he's done, Marvin in North Carolina, Harry and I don't have that kind of money 
and stroke to move your owner out of there. He, he can write a check, and every bank in this country would bounce. That's how well, much money he has. I don't know about one of those. I may have the other one. I don't know about the other one. Okay. You want to share with the class? <laughs> you you don't mind sharing with the class hey, on that I one? I got two kids. I, about to, I just want to make sure. I, I want to know where we stand when it comes to those financial considerations now. That's what I want to know. Buster Olney, ESPN baseball analyst and also inside a dude always listening. He said, my Vikings need to re-sign Kirk Cousins and dunk the purple people eaters in the fountain of youth. Yeah, that defense is garbage. I, I, I 100% agree. Uh, for the Minnesota Vikings, especially, mm-hmm. you have a guy in Justin Jefferson that loves Kirk Cousins. Absolutely. He's going to get him the football. Mm-hmm. I think also you see the emergence of other guys on that football team offensively for them. Kirk Cousins, if he was on that team and didn't right. get hurt, yeah. they would have made the playoffs. And I felt like they, they would have been a lot be- better because Brian Flores allowed that defense to be better than they were in 2022. No doubt about that. He just needs better personnel. And if you can get that personnel, go with Daniel Hunter, yep. who's still got enough in that juice to be that pass rush and add a couple of guys as well. Maybe, just maybe, they can do something. Because to me, that's what the Cowboys need. They need to get bigger at two different positions. Definitely a linebacker. They're hoping that Leighton Vander S comes back. When you have another neck injury for the second time in your NFL career. Can't play with those. Really, yeah, especially at that position where it's just constant contact and constricting your neck when it comes to Leighton Vander S. Because before he got injured, he was playing terrific at the linebacker position for the Dallas Cowboys. But having another neck injury to go to back injury he had to deal with, I'm not liking his chances. They got to figure that out. And if you're the Dallas Cowboys, if you're going to help your quarterback, if you're going to help your offensive line, and you're not kicking the tires at least for one year in Derrick Henry, like you mentioned last hour, Harry, then what are we doing? Because they've hit on guys in the draft. And they've hit on guys in trades. Brandon Cooks, once they got on the football a little bit more, he was a perfect complement to C.D. Lamb. They were also able to draft Ferguson. I thought it was a really good draft pick at at tight end and Schoonmaker out of Michigan. Now you got two guys that you can build, but you got to be able, because the four teams that were left, they showed you the way. If you do not have a running back complement to your quarterback, you're going to be really good in the postseason. You're going to run through teams because your offense is that dandy. But if you don't have that running back to take pressure off your quarterback and your defense, you're going to be one and done again in Dallas when it comes to the Cowboys. And if you're not going to draft that guy in late rounds, then you look at the free agent market right now for the Dallas Cowboys at the running back position. You have Derrick Henry, who leads the way. Josh Jacobs, as I just mentioned. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, I'm talking about bigger backs. Gus Edwards, Mm -hmm. Devin Singletary. Mm -hmm. All those guys are going to be able to be on the market for their team if their team doesn't franchise them or decide to sign them to another deal. For you to get to to you have to have that run game be valuable to you uh, if you're the Dallas Cowboys. I don't believe you can be one-dimensional in, in today's football and think you're going to win a Super Bowl. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. And guess who spoke about the Dallas Cowboys' future when it comes to their coach? Somebody new? When it comes to their quarterback. Oh, be for real. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you feeling okay? Are you running a fever, Harry Douglas, when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys and the ultimate mouthpiece that is their owner, Jerry Jones? Nobody speaks for Jerry Jones but Jerry Jones. Cowboys the last eight years, 73-41 and 41 in the regular season. In the postseason, 2-5. and five. Two out of the last three years, one game, and out when it comes to Super Wild Card Weekend and the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott, their quarterback, has a $59.5 million cap hit next year in the last year of his contract. And Jerry Jones, you know he's going to be mouth almighty 
Tongue everlasting, talking about Dak's future and the Cowboys' future, especially being all in. I would anticipate we'll be all in at the end of this year. So when you say, is there any thought, uh, I think we'll strain our, uh, we'll, we'll push the hell out of it. Okay. Is, it, is that doing something different than you had in the past is, 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 in that respect? Well, it will be, uh, yeah, and it will be going all in on different people than you've done in the past. And uh, yes, I would say that you will see us this coming year not building for the future. It's the best way I don't say it. Okay. I mean, that ought to answer a lot of questions. Okay. Dak has done nothing to change my mind okay. on any uh, promise for the future. I think I said in the deal that right. we'd go as far as Dak takes us right. in the playoffs. Remember that? Right. We'd go you, as far as Dak takes us. Right. And that's how far we went. Oh, right. So Okay, so my point is that doesn't change a thing. Okay. Where we'll go as far as Dak takes us. Boy, that was a lot of talk about nothing. When it came to Jerry Jones. Well, here's the thing. If, if you're going to go all in, and, and what we've been able to witness over the last five years, there are two teams, in my opinion, that went all in. The Los Angeles Rams, they got a Super Bowl. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were able to get a Super Bowl. I can even throw the Philadelphia Eagles in there, too, because they mm-hmm. had some key free agent signings. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins the, the, is, is one of the guys I, I, I think very highly of. Mm-hmm. Um you can say the Denver Broncos, right? When they beat the Carolina Panthers, they they were going all in to, to figure out if they can win a Super Bowl. So if you're going to go all in, Jerry Jones, can you go all in? You ain't got to tell yeah, me. Right. Don't tell me. This mm-hmm. is a this is a show me world. Show me what your actions that you want to go all in. The one part about the smoke that he was putting out there, I'm not buying that. But the whole Dak Prescott not supporting him thing. Jerry Jones is going to sign him. He's going to re-sign him. It's not going to be a fifty-nine and a half million dollar cap hit, but it's going to be a longer do, contract. Do He's you, going to get his guaranteed money. Do you realize money. what you can't do with one person taking up that much of the cap? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't add assets. You can't add players. No, no matter what the salary cap is going to go, whatever that number is going to be. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not buying that. I know he's putting those guys on notice when it comes to Dak Prescott as quarterback and Mike McCarthy. You should put everybody on notice. They should not be the only guys because you mentioned this before we got started. Uh, there's a certain guy named Micah Parsons that needs to be put on notice. As terrific as a pass rusher that he has been, he has fallen short in playoff games when they need him to step up. Last year versus San Francisco and this year versus the Green Bay Packers. And there were plenty of times in games that he did not make that impact where he was not the best player in the field. So, yeah, everybody should be on notice for 2024 in Dallas, not just the quarterback Dak Prescott and not just the coach of Mike McCarthy. So it goes back to what Michael Irvin said a few years ago. When the biggest moments arise, the stars of the Dallas Cowboys, not just the star on your helmet, but the stars of the Dallas Cowboys, they have to play like stars. That has not been the case the last few years for Dallas when it has come to them not being able to reach the heights that they wanted to come play off football. That want to, I'm glad you mentioned those two words together. I've seen a lack of want to when they've really needed to have it when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. When they're facing a team that has nothing to lose or a team that's a little bit on their level or a little bit above them, that want to has not been there unless they're motivated. When they pay Philadelphia the second time, that may have been the most motivated I've seen that team look all year because they want everybody to know, hey, the best team didn't win that first meeting. And then they went out there with a Philadelphia team that was definitely vulnerable after they got the blood beaten out of them by the San Francisco 49ers the seven days prior. And Dallas went out there and they put it on them. That may have been the most motivated I've seen this Cowboys team. And I'm thinking if they play like that, that kind of motivation, they're going to be hell on wheels. And what happened? 
They patted themselves on the back. They said the attaboys, and then they wound up being losers in the first playoff game again for the second time in three years. Last thing really quick. When I mentioned the Rams going all in and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going all in, both of those teams, after going all in, were able to make the playoffs in 2023. Yeah, no doubt about that. And Tampa Bay, they went all in on Tom Brady. <laughs> they did not miss the playoffs yep. when he was there, and they won the Super Bowl championship as well. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. Keep weighing in. Join the conversation on the Freddie and Harry call-in line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The one thing your NFL team needs to do to get better next season, 888-729-3776. Meanwhile, as Stephen Colbert likes to say, in the NBA, the Philadelphia 76ers and Joel Levine, they had to start being more smarter. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I wonder if Joel Embiid feels that he played himself that way when he should have been more smart about playing yesterday versus Golden State. It's the Wednesday Groove on known as Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And I always tell you, smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Reports are out there, Mr. Douglas. Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers did not play in the two games prior to last night, but then he injured his left knee, a 4-4 left in the game. He had Jonathan Kaminga poked the ball away from him. He fell to the ground to retrieve it. Kaminga fell on top of his knee. He left the game to a standing ovation, by the way, even though they're playing in San Francisco versus Golden State. So how much respect he has from fans around the league. But according to Sam Amick of The Athletic, people within that organization believe that Joel Embiid forced himself to play through injuries because of all the scrutiny he received in recent days. And based on the new NBA 65 game threshold, if you're going to be eligible for awards like MVP and Defensive Player of the Year and all NBA honors, they believe that forced Joel Embiid to say to himself, I better play so people will leave me the heck alone. How did we get here, Freddie? So let me explain to a lot of people. Over the last few years, or many years, you have players uh, sitting out games mm-hmm. when they're not seriously injured, and you have fans paying their money to see a lot of these players play in the, in, in the NBA when you look at guys like Kawhi, AD, Bradley Bill, KD, Zion, all these guys, 
not being able to consistently play for for a long period of time, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. It f- kind of forced the hand to to have these stipulations. Absolutely. Because when you look at players that grew up in the 90s or even the 80s, those guys were playing basketball games like it was nothing. And you didn't have all the luxurious things that NBA players have today either. So I, I thought it was more so of a toll on their body. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm still trying to understand and grasp yeah. how do we have so much technology and so many resources mm-hmm. and guys are getting injured more now than they did in those days. Because you know why? And this is just me. I wonder how much that maybe they're doing too much to their bodies to get ready for an NBA season and not giving their bodies enough recovery time to deal with the rigors of an 82-game season. Draymond Green, who never met a microphone he didn't want to speak into when he was on the volume, the podcast, the Golden State Warriors Forward, he says he understands why the NBA put a 65-game rule in to make sure guys play, but there's a big old butt next to that. Joel playing tonight felt very much so because of the 65-game limit. Well, I think it's actually quite bullshit. Guys didn't face those rules before, but those same NBA, all NBA teams, those same MVP awards lists, uh, defensive player of the year, those lists are the same. I once lost a defensive player of the year award to Kawhi Leonard, and I think he played 51 games. Not true. In turn, you get Joel, who comes out there tonight, and he forces it. And freak play with him and uh, J.K. diving for the ball, but... Maybe it's not as bad if the knee isn't already banged up. I don't really bang with it. And now we got one of our premier faces in this league, the MVP of our league, possibly hurt for an extended period of time because he's forcing it. Well, Draymond, the reason they didn't have that back in the day before you played because guys weren't sitting out because of load management. Ding, ding, ding. That's why. Guys were playing 75, 80, 82 games a year. And for some reason, Harry, they didn't seem to be injured as much. As the players, as you mentioned, having all the resources, the nutrition, the technology, hyperbaric chambers, cold tubs, all those things, yet those guys seem to not be as injured as the more athletically gifted players that we're seeing in the current 21st century, modern basketball NBA. And they had more back-to-backs, in my opinion, too. Oh, back then? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, Freddie. You had teams playing three and four games a week. Mm -hmm. Literally. Yep. And... It wasn't an issue back then, but I just think if you train your body, I, I don't. I don't think the modern day athlete, especially NBA wise, is training their body for eighty two games. And if you don't consistently do it, you have some players that are able to do it. Right. And you want to know why they they don't get seriously injured? It's mm-hmm. because they are accustomed, and their body is accustomed to doing it. Yeah, you callous your body. Yeah. You get your body ready that way. And believe me, you can play hurt. In my opinion, you can't play injured. And watching last night before the game got started between Philadelphia and Golden State, I said, man, why is he playing Joel Embiid? And, and that's another thing. you got to make the ultimate decision. Hey, what's more important right now? Mm-hmm. My health? Right. Or making these teams in my pocket. Exactly. Now, it, yeah. it's a decision you have to make? Well, the decision was made for him when Jonathan Kaminga fell on his knee. Yep. Joel Embiid, which has been a big problem towards the end of the year, that he always seemed to be not as close to as healthy as you needed to be. When it came to playoff basketball, that's why I said that he and the Philadelphia 76ers, they got to be more smarter when it comes to stuff like this. It can't be about all NBA. It's got to be about being the best in the NBA. A place the 76ers have not been in a long, long time, especially not getting out of the second round of the NBA Eastern Conference playoffs. So the Seattle Seahawks really went young to replace old Pete Carroll's head coach. 
and where will soon to be ex-Bears quarterback Justin Fields wind up? That's next on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.